Well, hello. You are listening to Good Girl to Goddess. This is a show where you're going to see your patterns, own your power, and claim your potential. We're living in epic times for women, but it's up to us to create our own evolution revolution from the inside out. I'm Joy Balma, and I'm going to be your host on this adventure and your Good Girl to Goddess Sherpa. I'm a coach and author of women's empowerment books and personality typing. So are you ready to go from Good Girl to Goddess? Let's do this. Today I have a guest. Her name is Solana London. Don't you love that name? She has an incredible number of gifts. She's an intuitive medium, a spiritual healer, and a transformational coach. Thank you. you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about all things feminine power today. I always like to just tap into the wisdom of my fellow queens because... We work with women. This is what we do. This is our unique genius. So I want to ask you, what do you think of as feminine power? I would sum up feminine power in two words. Feminine power is self-love. It's spiritual self-love. What that means is it's having a relationship to our own divinity without that relationship to our divinity, we will never truly understand our value or the sacredness of our true essence and its relationship to the big picture. I know that I struggled my entire life with self-love. I was Mm -hmm. the, quote, good girl, as you describe in your book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. I wanted to please everyone. I would be destroyed if I thought someone didn't like me or was mad at me. I went through some really traumatic childhood events. My programming before the age of seven was that everything was my fault. So I had a lot of common issues that women face who I work with. Unworthiness issues, lack of boundaries. I didn't know how to ask for what I needed people-pleasing, I wasn't even in touch with my own needs. So that leads to looking outside of ourselves for approval. And then I manifested a lot of physical pain and ailments in order to create a buffer between myself and the world. So I had an excuse to kind of check out. (laughs) That kind of vacation. You're like, oh, I can actually take care of my needs if I create a big giant excuse, right? So true, Joy. That is something that is very common if you get beneath the surface of a lot of the ailments that people are experiencing, that women are experiencing, and often very serious diseases even, there is a inability to stand up for one's life. Oh my gosh. Let's just take a collective who Wow. Yes. This, is, this is such a deep truth. Yeah. You know, I was recently on an interview myself and we were talking about my book, Crack Your Good Girl Code. And I was trying to explain that when we talk about people pleasing, and that's just on the surface. When you peel off the layers of all this needing to be liked and trying to be liked, what you're getting at is your divine worth. You've got to stop people pleasing to get to that. So it's peeling off the layers. So you can't find your divine connection. You can't get the hookup, you know, if you have all these masks on. So it's taking off the mask after mask after mask. So this journey to self-love, it's deep. It's not a surfacey thing. Wow. So well said. It is a very deep journey. It's individual. 
and it takes as long as it takes. I know I love that you use the term divine worth. That really resonates. I always had appreciation for aspects of myself. You know, I wanted to be of service to life, mm. but at a certain point, it's like physician heal thyself. I had to show up in my presence. I had to embody the wholeness and frequency of self-love so that I could be an example to others because really our presence is everything. How we show up is our gift to the world and we're not going to be able to show up if we've got these masks on saying, you know, I'm not really worthy so I have to be in this other valence. So it was really a process for me to let go of my attachment to the shame, the guilt, the fear of my own power and accepting what I call big love, the big love, which is Mm -hmm. the love that we do not have to earn or deserve. It's divine love. It is our birthright. Oh, my gosh. This is so beautiful, Solana. Thank you. You know, when we talk about power, what I love about this also is power is when we have the hookup, right? And we have the flow of that divine love through us. It pours out of us. And power is not a power over somebody. It's not controlling anybody. It has nothing to do with that. That's ego. This is source power. This is like hooking up to the source. I think that we often hold unforgivenesses against ourselves. I think Mm -hmm. it's one of the hardest things to do is forgive ourselves because it's in the way of that big love. We hold things against ourselves, our regrets or our failures, whatever it is, the things that we think make us imperfect, like even if it's financial shame or body shame, the ways we shame ourselves are in the way of that big love, are in the way of our divine hookup, are in the way of our feminine power. You know, as you're talking about the things that are in the way, what I realize is that these are attachments. We are attached to our mm. faults. Just a minute. We're attached to yeah. our faults and the story of our yeah. faults, right? Yes. Whether it's lack of forgiveness towards another person or something that we've done that we're holding on to, that is a block to the big love. And that is why you and I are in this healing field because we know that we've had to do the work to heal ourselves and it's an ongoing process. We're constantly peeling away, asking the questions, looking deeper, and that becomes being willing to surrender to that deeper level of love It's an interesting thing about surrender because surrender kind of gets a bad rap. (laughs) It's not a word Mm, that many of us like. Because it sounds passive and weak, right? It sounds like you're giving up. Because, you know, the dictionary definition of surrender is ceasing to resist the enemy. You know, it's like losing, giving up, submitting to another's authority. So So tell me more about what what is it the kind of surrender that you're talking about? I'm glad you're asking this question. If we reclaim the roots of the word itself, sir, S-U-R, is a prefix meaning higher. And to render, R-E-N-D-E-R, means to melt. So surrender then is to melt into something higher. So true Mm -hmm. surrender is never to a person. It's always to the higher, deeper will, the life force itself. And, in fact, the more that you surrender as a practice, as a way of being, the more you realize it isn't what you think. 
Surrender is, is that ability to let go of the baggage and the need to control things. Uh, right. You know, the ego and, and, mind is addicted to perfect pictures. Like, things need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We have a picture in our mind, and, and when things don't match up with that, it can't cope. The problem is that you're addicted to believing that your worth is attached to these perfect pictures, right? So just imagine exactly. that your life is perfectly imperfect. Just imagine mm-hmm. that nothing is the way it should be, according to your <laughs> ego. The puzzle pieces aren't always put perfectly in place, right? And they're not supposed to because we're meant to grow. But just imagine that life just isn't about that. It's about this melting into this flow. That need to control really is the ego saying, well, things aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so I can't love myself, attachment. right? I'm not perfect, yeah. We have to let go of the emotional attachment of needing things to be a certain way mm-hmm. for us to be okay and happy. So, you know, how do we surrender? And I think surrender starts with the recognition that this greater life force moves not just through you, but as you. Surrender is to become aware of the divine or God's energy within oneself and to recognize that that energy is you and to accept it. This is an egoless recognition. That is, it involves a shift in even your sense of what I is. (laughs) Absolutely. Coming from the ego I, we're always inadequate. I truly believe if if you're on the planet, you're supposed to be here because there is a sacred journey that you're involved in. And it has nothing to do with the perfect pictures. It has to do with you're here to open to greater levels of love. In a way, it's so simple. What am I holding against myself that's stopping me from accepting my divine worth? What am I holding against others, right? So yes. the judgment yes. against others, judgment against self, and also judgment against the world. There's three things. Because you can feel like, oh, I'm not judging other people, but you can judge the hell out of yourself. Or the, <laughs> so you know what I mean? It's like, no. Yes. It, it, it's all a reflection. So you don't get out of it by just saying you're only beating yourself up. They're plugging up the flow. Yes, you can only love others to the degree that you love yourself. I absolutely know that to be true. We are just some wise women here today, aren't we? We are just (laughs) spilling the secrets. We're really talking about feeding ourselves this spiritual nourishment of resting in our true essence, which is soul. We're spiritual beings, and we can rest in that, and that feeds us. It feeds us the nourishment that we need. There's just this beautiful revelation happening. And I know, Solana, that you and I both work with women, been doing it for 20 years. It's been our life path. And part of that journey is helping other women to wake up, to lift the sacred veil of knowing about their divine worth, and to live from there. And often we have to help them go through layers of where they've hidden their power and their worth. Because they go hand in hand. So I know that you have such an incredible healer's toolkit. You are a resonance repatterning practitioner, which I know helps get underneath unconscious scripts and patterns. Uh, You're Mm -hmm. also in a medium. You work with past lives. It's phenomenal what you do. So maybe you can share a little bit about what you notice with the women that you work with. How are they struggling with these issues that we're talking about of owning their power and worth? What's been up for you lately? What have you seen? That's such a great question. The kind of women who are seeking my services 
they're ready to let go of the baggage. There is a thread running through all of the challenges that the women have. And I would say that we can trace that back to self-love. A lot of us carry unconscious guilt, shame, fear. Um, Most of what we're carrying in terms of our programs are unconscious patterns that started before the age of seven and often things that we've carried with us from past lives. Because it's unconscious, there are definitely spiritual tools to get to that. It's sort of like a cry for love. It's saying, I need attention here. I need this to be neutralized so that it's not operating in the background, creating effects in the present. And there's always the core theme of belief. When we get to that and we heal that, if they're ready, ready to take responsibility, it is miraculous. It is absolutely miraculous. Yeah, it's a linchpin. Of it's letting a linchpin. Go. It is. It changes the whole script at that point. Right, because you have no excuse not to go into this deep acceptance and surrender, as you described earlier. I know that you do incredible work to help women get underneath those core scripts, and you also work with your intuitive skills, and what a wonderful combination of skills that you have. Solana, tell people how they can find out more about you or go to your website. Sure. So people can find me at Solana, S-I-L-A-N-A, dot org. So just my first name, Solana, dot O-R-G. So Solana, I always ask, what recently has been something in your life where you have owned it? That's a great question. (laughs) It took a really dramatic event for me in which I nearly lost my life for me to really step into and embody self-love, as we've been discussing, and to understand that self-love is actually not optional, but Mm. that my life actually, our lives depend upon it. And Mm. I call this my Anita Morjani experience. And And for those who are unfamiliar with Anita Morjani, in 2006, her four-year struggle with cancer literally came to an end. Uh, She entered into a near-death experience. She was, by definition, dead. But when she discovered one of life's greatest truths, which is what we're talking about right now, and she sums it up as, heaven is not a destination. It's a state of being. And in that place, she had a life review and learned that the reason for her cancer was that she did not love herself. And Mm. when she was... Yes, this is really profound. And when she regained consciousness, her cancer miraculously healed. She was free of the disease within weeks. And Wayne Dyer interviewed her after that. And since then, she's been sharing her story, her divine lesson, really with the world. In her words, she discovered that love is not a luxury. She says it's a necessity and we must Mm -hmm. love ourselves as though our lives depend on it, because they do. Mm-hmm. So my Anita Morjani experience happened when I was on the phone, and I basically felt and knew that my heart was racing out of control, and I began oh. to numb, and I started to lose consciousness and knew that I was in trouble. 
because I could not breathe properly and I was losing touch with parts of my body and time and the ability to speak clearly. I had to hang up the phone and I called the ambulance. And when they got there, they immediately gave me oxygen and hooked me up to the monitor and determined that my heart rate was going dangerously fast and I needed to actually go to the emergency room. So in the ambulance, I began to lose consciousness and drift away. And I remember hearing the paramedics saying, stay with me, stay with me. It was the sense that I was slipping away. And, oh, my um, gosh. So I was moving in and out of my physical body, and each time I became aware of my body, I felt this terrible pain in my chest, and I felt this constriction around my throat as though I were being choked. And when I would drift out in this larger room that I kept moving into, what I saw and learned completely transformed my life. I saw that the places where I was not loving myself This lack of self-love was the cause of this heart issue that was showing up. So the heart is a metaphor for our ability to give and receive love. And I was blocking the receptive channel of love, the ability to receive, which is the inflow of love from the divine for me. But it was even bigger than that because it wasn't just the divine's love for me, but the divine's love for itself. I saw that any expression of love is actually an expression of the divine's love for itself. So, in other words, the divine is loving itself through us. When we do not love ourselves, we are actually not allowing God to love itself because we're particles of that. And as I was having this realization, a poem by the Sufi mystic Hafiz kept floating into my consciousness and it came in as a little melody and it was this little song that was floating in. The words are, the beloved with his own hands is tending, raising like a precious child himself in you. So the beloved or God, the divine, is actually birthing itself through us, raising like a precious child himself in you. And I hung on to these words And I knew that we're all loved, not because we've earned it or we deserve it, but Mm. simply because we exist. So this illusion of unworthiness was blown apart. And I saw that all the places where I felt unworthy of love wasn't accepting love. It actually took a lot of energy to hang on to that illusion. And that's where I was hiding. That's where I was hiding in my life, not able to step into my power. So I saw that my heart was working against this inner resistance to accepting my own divine worth. It's like Anita Morjani said, love isn't conditional, it's our birthright. So I had to let go of these reasons or attachments to why I was not worthy. Some of these were past life events that I was hanging on to, and they were creating like a shadow. So what I realized as I was outside of my body and I came back into my body is that this constriction around my throat had always been there. It wasn't just showing up. It was finally leaving. (laughs) And yes, it had always been there. I would say that's the throat chakra that's closed when we're afraid to speak our truth, to really speak our truth and to show up. 
we're now in the age of self-love, spiritual self-love, and it's about embodying love. And it's a lack of self-love that causes all the problems that we see in the world and in our personal lives and relationships. But we, we don't need a near-death experience to wake up to this. It's available to us right now, no matter what's going on, it's possible to access this love. But I think this really adds to this greater understanding that we're coming into a feminine power because empowerment wears a disguise. It's the ability to surrender to love. That is our greatest strength as women. To let go of these illusions of unworthiness that we've been holding on to. And these are places where we've been hiding, hiding out. <laughs> and it's time for us to come out of hiding. That was totally epic. What a beautiful share because I know how long that journey is to get to that point, to be ready to let go of all those reasons that we hold against ourselves. And I feel kind of clear just listening to your whole experience there. (laughs) Kind of like purging your house when you take everything to the thrift store. You get rid of things that have no purpose or you may like, but they're really not serving any purpose. And you clear out, it's like you clear out your temple so that some higher energy can pour through you. There's this openness. Yes. And once you start doing that work, amazing, amazing things can happen because you're really taking responsibility for your temple both inside and out. Mm. Yeah. And you open up to this field of possibility where you can align with higher vibrational energies. Yes. It's not what we do, our accomplishments, our titles, how much money we earn. It's none of those things. It's really what people feel in our presence. And people can come into your presence and remember their own divinity, remember who they are, and relax and let go and surrender. I think we've given people so much soul food today, and I'm feeling awful. Yeah, (laughs) this light and this big love. So I have a feeling that we need another conversation about this. because We do. (laughs) I want to thank you so much, Solana, for this incredible sharing coming from such a deep place. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I so appreciate our conversation, Joy. So I will close our incredible conversation here today and just thank all the women for listening and hoping that this has brought you a little bit closer to that big love. All for now. Take care. You've been listening to Good Girl to Goddess, the podcast that helps you get over your good girl and get on with your life. If you want more of this and to join the community, head on over to my website, joybalma.com, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode.